This episode is brought to you by us, um, but we are keeping this bracket open for anyone who wishes to sponsor the podcast. So if you would like to have your business or band name or whatever at the start of this podcast, please reach out via the email in the description below. Um, but otherwise, we're here for the next episode. Liam, how are you? I'm good, man. How you going? Yeah, good. Good. Um, so yeah, it's a the second episode with just the two of us. Mm. Yeah, it's um, hopefully we keep everybody entertained. Yeah. yeah, don't have a guest this time, but there is one coming up. Yeah, yeah, we've got heaps of guests lined up. Actually, I'm pretty for a new podcast. I'm pretty happy with the uh, the quality of guests that mm. you know we've got lined up. So I'm um, yeah, pretty pretty relieved that we've got. We are, we're lucky as well to be uh, you know to have so many interesting people in Perth. So yeah. Lots of stories to be told. Lots of knowledge to share. Yeah, exactly. About music and the the music scene. Mm. Um. So yeah, this episode, I think we're just going to talk a bit about a bit of music news, local news, upcoming gigs, and all that. Mm. Just finger on the finger on the pulse kind of episode. <laughs> That's it. Um. So yeah. Uh. First off, I guess we'll start with the big news. This will probably be a little bit old by the time this gets published, but um today maynard james keenan was on joe rogan's podcast and announced the new uh album title for uh, the well the album title for the new tool album which is fear in in inoculum mm, yeah i think that's right yeah is that so was that where he officially made the announcement on the joe rogan podcast yeah well kind of basically joe rogan used to um broadcast live but not anymore um and what happened was he uh, he tweeted it on the podcast, and then there was a slight delay between the 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 audio went up as soon as they were done, basically. But mm. there was that discrepancy, so he kind of did, kind of didn't. But uh, so more more or less, yeah. It seems like a um quite a I wouldn't say strange, but quite a different way to announce like a, a massively anticipated album. Well. <sighs> I know that Joe Ma- Rogan has a lot of followers. Oh, yeah. Well, Maynard's been on there a few times. And mm. anyone who's seen kind of how tall of... Well, Maynard, Maynard himself handled the whole 13-year break between albums um, thing is that he he obviously got very sick of Tool fans and the media and all that. They, they're very much... Uh, that they they do things they beat their own drum mm. you know they do things their way they're not so do you think traditional media engages do I you guess. think that's his way of just kind of throwing the throwing the stake to the wolves well my thought was this i noticed that some people online were upset because he basically announced that the album title said he was really glad that it was coming out and then they just talked about his winery yeah and, and all that they he didn't it <laughs> didn't really talk about he didn't talk about tool all that much yeah and people were kind of upset about it but the kind the, when i listened to it the takeaway thing i well the thing i took away from it was that you know he seems pretty frustrated with the kind of media cycle around tool and all that mm. and so He's been on Joe's podcast before. He, him and Joe are obviously mates. So it was yeah. kind of a thing that he was like, I, think I just Joe want to go catch up with Understood him. that he didn't want to just sit there and talk about Tool for like exactly. three and a half hours. I think he's a bit done talking about Tool. He'd rather yeah. talk about his other passions in life. Maybe his other bands because they don't get as much fanfare. They do mm. have their own cult followings, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, Makes total sense, I guess. You do something for so many years and 
eventually you end up finding other interests and other passions. And I know yeah. that he's talked about, cause I've seen his, pre- his previous episodes or snippets of his previous episodes on, on um, Jerry and yeah, he seems pretty um, happy to sit there and talk about wine for three and a half hours. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, he, uh, like he's um, from what I gather, he's been pretty successful as well with his winemaking. Yeah. Doing pretty well. Maybe not commercially. So I don't know if he, he, he sells a lot of wine. I'm sure he probably does, but I think, um, he just seems like he's found he's found a new passion that's not music. Yeah. And he enjoys um seems like he's getting involved on like every level of it as well. Like he's he enjoys the process of making wine, he enjoys the science of it, not just like it's not like he's just slapped his his name on the label and yeah. got everybody to do it's it for like, it's not a brand, it's it's his passion and he's he's actually yeah. making it from the ground up. Because Iron Maiden do that. Like they have their beers and their wines and mm. they, they genuinely like them. And I think they are fairly involved with the process of what wine it is and it's the taste that they want to represent their branding. Mm. But, mm. Um, you know, they, they're they not, you know, they haven't got their own vineyards. And, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I hate to be that guy who brings up like a Simpsons episode reference, but it's, it reminds me of like, that uh that episode where Krusty's like uh walks into that office and he's he's got to pr- approve all of those uh those shonky like bits of merchandise um like Krusty brand this and Krusty brand that like kids mm-hmm. toys and stuff and they're all like horribly dangerous and like malfunctioning and he just like walks in the room and ticks the box and 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 signs off on it and walks out like takes his takes his check yeah but uh, yeah, Maynard seems to be a, a lot more passionate about it. Yeah, um, if I can ever afford it, I wouldn't mind trying one of his one yeah. of his wines. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, as he said, generally passionate about it. So, mm. so what do we know about the new album? Um, other than the it's name, it's called Yeah Fear Inoculum. Uh, it is coming out August thirtieth. We've mentioned it before on the podcast very briefly when it was just the date. They have played two of the songs live. I've not listened to it because I just kind of. Tool is a very ritual kind of um, album band to me. Rather so I'd rather just listen to the, the whole body of the mm-hmm. album mm-hmm. In, in one go. Um, but yeah, not much. Their album art's not out. They've put a, the this era of Tool up, uh, logo sorry, on it. Oh, so they've changed the logo. The logo has a new logo. Mm. Um, but yeah, the logo has a new logo. <laughs> the logo has a new style. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, no artwork yet, no lead single or anything. So I, I like what they're doing. I just, I kind of don't like a stretched out album tease as ironic as it is to say that about Tool when it's been 13 years since the last one. It but, has. Yeah. You know, so like they, like they announced that at that, that concert. A couple of years ago had, that they announced a new album was coming, right? Well, it feels like a couple of years ago. They, they kind of did many times, uh, but basically without you know delving into it too much the problem was was that uh there was some legal issues with the distribution of the last album and it took up a lot of time and they would have had a new album prepared sooner but Mm. it it just occupied so much of their time that you know you mentioned the time was never right yeah 13 years between albums you so you that is just between their last album and this previous one or have they done that before where they've waited no there was only a couple of years between each of them before that yeah, so. I should mention I'm not. I don't. I know nothing about Tool basically. Yeah. So, but having said that, um, I am looking forward to hearing the new album. Yeah. And um, hopefully, if they, if the rumors are true and they reissue their back catalog on vinyl, I'll I'd be happy to check all that out as well. Yeah. But um, 
Just rumors at this point. It's still, I, I, I figure. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, all very up in the air still, really. But um, they have announced the back catalog on streaming platforms. Is that right? Digital and streaming. So I think it may have been on iTunes before, but yeah, very restricted um, because they they were like ACDC. I think they didn't put it up on iTunes and all that for quite a lot of years at least because they didn't want individual singles being sold yeah yeah and they just want they wanted people to buy the album and iTunes yeah. would facilitate that yeah yeah but <laughs> Maynard made a really good point on the Rogan episode he was like we said that and then people said oh what like you do when you play live uh, and he was like oh yeah fair point <laughs> yeah you can't because like, he said they've never played an album in full yeah. and he's like yeah alright that's there's a, always a loophole point. somewhere that someone's gonna find but having said that you know I can see I can see that where he's coming from because like he said that like the, yeah, the yeah. albums kind of lend themselves to like a like a start to finish listen yeah they're quite conceptual and um yeah. definitely like you know I suppose they're a bit of a bit of a mind burning experience as well so you don't wanna you don't wanna um yeah. You don't want to, what's the word I'm looking for? Dilute that, I guess. Yeah. By just, um, it's like, it's, you know, selling singles. It's like know. reading chapter seven of a 10 chapter book. You know, <laughs> exactly. Might be enjoyable, but. You it's not like reading a Bible verse. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just open it, read a verse, and, and, and shut the book. Actually, they say something about that in Matthew 17, verses 22 to 35. Oh, did they? I think, yeah. <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite passage. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, well, another album that's coming out, I think, a little bit sooner um, that you're pretty hyped about is Tropical Fuckstorm. Yeah, Brain Drops. Um, I think that drops in August. I may be wrong. I think it's 26th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's tail end of August. Um, I think it's the week after King Gizzard's one. Mm, yeah, and uh, that'll be their first release on Flightless, which is exciting because I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the artwork and the the packaging and the vinyl is going to be a pretty color and pretty it's going to have all of the you know the the trademark Flightless release, um, you know, trademarks I guess. Yeah. Um, but even more exciting is they've announced a supporting tour. Um, which is which is great because I know a lot of people missed out on seeing them last time they came through Perth. I think they played as a part of um, what's the name of that festival they have at Badlands. Um, it, it escapes me now, but at any rate, they played. Oh, at Bad- City Limits. City Limits. That's right. I knew it had. I can picture the poster. It's got a road in it. I knew I was thinking of something to do with the road, but City <laughs> Limits. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> yeah, by all accounts, they played a, a ripper show. Um, so I'm looking forward to checking them out. And they'll be at Rock Rover this time as well, which is a venue that um, I think I mentioned before, I haven't had the chance to check out yet. And I think it's that's... not bad. I saw the OCs there. Yeah, yeah. That, and yeah, yeah, that was a pretty pretty wild show. And yeah, it was good. It's You're, you're definitely in a footy club room, but it's big mm. enough. It was better than what I was expecting. I like that idea though. Do you look, so do you look behind you and you can see the oval? Is it kind of yes, like you're... In, yeah. yeah, so that's great. You can, like, they, you can go out and have a smoke in, in like the stands. Mm. Can you can you play a bit of kick to kick? Or do they not let you, not let you on the sure oval? I'm sure that, yeah, they have an obligation to tell you off if you go on the grass. Yeah. So I might, yeah, I, I might be uh, inclined to take my footy along with me, I think. Once I got a few beers in me, I might be able to, I might be feeling confident enough that I could drill a goal from outside 50. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just got a notification that my Adobe subscription has gone up by 
15 bucks and they slogged me for that. What, like, do, you, do they have your credit card details? Yeah, I pay, I pay monthly. That's a bummer. Yeah, I had it at 28 when I was a student, but now it's gone up to 43. I didn't know, I didn't know there was ever a reason to pay for Adobe. I've just always had it for free. Oh, sneaky. Yeah, I'm, I'm a tired ass though. This, uh, <laughs> this, just uh, to clarify, this podcast is recorded on licensed Adobe software. <laughs> yeah, not brought to you by Adobe. Yeah, but no, it's been um, it's been an exciting day for gig announcements. Um, obviously, Tropical Foxstorm was announced about a week or two ago, I think. But um, they, I believe today, unless I'm late to the party, um, they announced that Mac DeMarco is playing a show mm. in January next year. Um, and that one will be at Red Hill Auditorium, which is a really, really, like, it's a, such a scenic venue. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, if you're lucky enough to go and see a show during the twilight hours, catch the sunset, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, I saw Violence Soho there a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, and they got Pond supporting. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome support. And... Um, I believe the Perth support is cold meat. Yes. So yes. great little lineup. Um but you know, Pond and Mac DeMarco in, in one in one sitting would be pretty damn amazing, I reckon. Um and yeah, Mac's another one that, that came through Perth like probably a year ago. Yeah. Um and that was for Laneway, I think. Laneways. Yeah, it must have been. Um, but Last he- time I saw him was at uh I saw him and King Gizzard play together at Metro City. Damn, that would have been good. And it was supported. It was Mac DeMarco, King Gizzard, Kieran J. Callanan, Gum, Guns, and I forget anyone else. I think that was it. it would Maybe have been one before that. So what? What? Uh, what year? Uh, like what year was this? Like Salad Days era, Mac DeMarco. Yes, another one would have just been coming out. Or just had come out. Yeah, yeah. So pre, pre this old dog. Because I think this old dog yep. was the one he was touring for laneways. I was really disappointed there was no sideshow because I was very, very keen to catch him last time he was here. So yeah, he um, he, him and King Gizzard and Gum were meant to, and Kieran J. Callan were meant to play. Oh, what's the festival down south? Uh, southbound. I think it was either Southbound or one of the other ones. No, not uh, the Moo. Yeah, yeah, It was yes. one of the two. I can't, I can't remember. I think it was Southbound. Must have been. And there was that fire that stopped all the production from being able to get down there. And so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bigger headliners like Birds of Tokyo, mm. they did their own show and then King Giz and Mac DeMarco put on one at Metro City. Mm. And it was there a great go. night. Because it was been. only announced like two days before. So, yeah. Right. It's a dirt seller. I think it got pretty close to it. It was pretty packed. Mm. This is Metro's in, um, in Northbridge. Northbridge, yeah. Yeah. I've only been to see one gig there and that was uh, Primus with the Dean Ween group and that was pretty wild. Oh, but, really? That's a good combination. Yeah, uh, it was pretty damn good, yeah. Um, yeah, Dean Ween was absolutely wailing on his guitar for like, I don't know, pretty much the whole time he was up there. It was almost like one big long guitar solo. Yeah. So that was awesome. And uh, yeah, Primus were amazing as you'd expect. But um yeah, we'll say security are pretty, uh, like, <laughs> pretty <OGT>. different <laughs> metros. It's not like... Well, they're used to dealing with dickheads. For yeah, you've got to run the gauntlet to get in. You go up, you, you line up and there's like, you know, there's like five security guards sort of like 
iron everybody off in the queue and then you walk through the metal detector and yeah, yeah it's very um very nightclubby but yeah, yeah. I suppose well, it is a nightclub. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> what happens when you own bikes and. Yeah, I did hear that, but hey. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, it's it al- a good venue. Uh, alleged. Yeah, yeah, alleged, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. I had heard it, but not conf- had not heard it was confirmed. But yeah, no, it's um once you get inside, it's um it's it's a strange venue actually. I remember the floor in front of the stage being like stainless steel. Was it like that when you went there? It's super slippery. Can't remember. They let everybody take their drinks out on the dance floor. I've seen, yeah, I've seen a few, a few gigs. There. I've seen Wolf Mother there. I've seen Steel Panther there. I'm sure it's claimed a few ankles, hey. Like I definitely no slipped over a couple of times during Primus. Uh, it was a good night. Yeah, I love that when you go to a, ve- uh, you see a gig at a venue and it's something odd, like say Primus at Metro's. Mm. For Mac DeMarco, was that for me? And the bar staff who are used to just like a certain type of music, whether it's like club. Mm. or electronic R&B or, or whatever R&B yeah. whatever and it's just the most whack thing and they're just <laughs> like what the fuck is going on I love I love that when you go to get a drink and they're just yeah. like this is something else I don't even know if the bo- like I'm so apolog- apologies for any Metro's bar staff <laughs> who are listening to this podcast but I don't even know if they ha- know how to make like certain drinks I think because they only they're only used to being asked for like you know certain things like club going drinks yeah like like cruises and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like i asked for a, i asked for a gin and tonic for the missus and um they poured me a gordon's and lift so they thought that like lift or like solo was like tonic <laughs> uh yeah so don't go to metros and expect to <laughs> expect to be you know served a whiskey sour or any, anything that doesn't yeah. come in a can i think they're pretty much um bound to like udl and yeah, premix. <laughs> premix, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've got that tour and that show. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. Mac DeMarco, we were talking about. Mm. Um, yeah. What do you, have you listened to his latest album? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, bit, I've heard snippets divisive. of it. Mm, it is divisive. I can't say I've made my mind up yet because I haven't, haven't heard it, enough of it to kind of justify making my mind up about what i think about it yeah um what i do gather though is that um this is because this is the first record that he's done that's off of a major label he's got his own label now yeah max Max record Record label Label. yeah so it kind of feels like he's sort of had a few songs in the wings for a while that he's wanted to put on an album that he hasn't been able to because maybe they've been a little bit not that one yeah yeah that's and i feel like this is this is kind of an album where he's sort of trying to clear the air a little bit like of some of these songs yeah it's much more mellow from what i gather although i i haven't heard the album all the way through so i don't know if there's like are there any upbeat tunes on this one or is it all pretty glum it's true true where he's like <laughs> the chorus is him going choo choo like the choo choo train okay yeah so there's, there uh, there's that one that one and then that there's a massive gong in the middle of it it's pretty <laughs> it's for, like I sat down and listened to it um, with my housemate when it came out mm. and when that song popped up we both cracked up laughing because it was just it was obviously very tongue in cheek yeah but yeah. it is mostly mellow and that that song kind of mm. comes out of nowhere but there's some good guitar jams on there um well that's good i think mac demarco gets seriously underrated as a guitarist he is very good like when he's 
soloing there's a quite a lot of videos online where he's done like fender sponsorship stuff and yeah. he's like he'll doodle on the guitar mm. and he's he's good, I, good man. yeah yeah i always always sort of could he hear it in his playing yeah he's yeah. just like a lot i think he's his talent he could go further out but he's just making the music that he yeah, that he wants to make he like his to. ability has the room for that to go you know mm. faster paced or whatever um but yeah yeah, no, I, I remember that was sort of what, what drew me to Mac DeMarco was his um, his guitar playing and his style and his tone and everything. You can tell he puts a, particularly his tone, you can tell he puts a lot of effort into um, into his guitar sound. Yeah. Even though it's probably, um, you know, like a pawn shop guitar and like he uses very low fi gear. Yeah. And he doesn't use fancy one. guitars. Yeah. But. He didn't even know what brand it was. No. Yeah, exactly. He, but yeah. in terms of. Um, like the sound that he manages to produce with the gear that he's obviously using, um, you, you, I think that you can tell there's a lot of effort put into that, and also like you know a lot of his earlier recordings, obviously home recordings, um, you know all really really unique sounding as well. Like he's got like much like Kevin Parker has done, he sort of he sort of carved himself a niche and carved himself a sound mm. um, for for his own you know style of home production. Yeah, just um, jazz. Yeah, just jazz. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, which which I really appreciate. Um, kind of sounds like SpongeBob SquarePants sort of <laughs> style stuff, you know. Like yeah, he's he's uh, pretty sure that's exactly what he would be going for. Yeah, yeah, it's the guitar, you know. It's it's the uh, kind of off kilter guitar, the wobbly guitar that he he's got going on. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm sorry. Thought thought we had a had someone arriving there, but I was mistaken. Um. Yeah, so next on the the list ah, yeah. is uh I hate God. Yeah. I know I know nothing about this group. You you've brought them to my attention. So. Yeah, yeah. So um they are a New Orleans based um like sludge metal band. But they were peers with um, you know, like Pantera. Um ah, that's actually, where I recognize the name from. Yeah, they're good buddies. Um so Pantera, I'm pretty sure come from New Orleans as well. Um Texas. Texas, there you go. Yeah. Somehow they know each other anyway. They played sure. a lot together. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you're crossing states that are that close, you mm, know, exactly. Um, end up becoming neighbors. But yeah, like really, really heavy, um, sludgy, kind of like throwing mud at a brick wall style of, of metal, I guess. Lots of feedback, lots of droning guitar, um, angsty vocals. Can't really go too far wrong with them. Um, but yeah, they've been, they've been pretty, um, pretty popular, I guess, among fans of like doom and stoner metal and like people, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people who listen to Kaios probably would have heard of them. Um, mm, but yeah. they're, they're much heavier. They've got like a grungier edge to them, not in terms of their sound, but just in terms of like probably just the amount of feedback mm. in their songs. Um, but yeah, no, I was shocked to see that they've uh, they've announced a tour of Australia today. I think as well. Um, so we've been spoiled today. Um, I heard through the grapevine, it must not have been true, but I heard they were actually banned from entering Australia because um, most of the band members have like uh, you know drug related charges, assault related yeah. charges, and things like that. Apparently, um, it is against alleged. their names. Yeah, alleged. It is alleged. Lots of alleged stuff on today's episode. Um, but yeah, so when I, I well, that happened to Snoop 
because he tried to bring didn't he try to bring like heaps of weed into Australia or something like that? Like is that what is that true, Snoop? I think it is. He definitely at one point was not allowed into Australia. He, he is, has he been sure allowed is, in since. Yeah, but yeah. I remember when I was a kid and it was like talk of the town. You know, yeah, Snoop right. Dogg got refused entry. You know? Yeah, I, didn't really I think that was a bit before, like, because you know, Snoop's been born again, so to speak. Oh, okay. In recent years, so he's had to. I think this was a bit more when he was still at his more edgier. Um, yeah, point. pre pre line pre line Snoop. Yeah, is he still Snoop line? I th- I'm pretty sure that was just a phase. <laughs> he's he's Snoop Dogg still. Yeah, I think to yeah. everyone didn't last very long. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I hate God will be playing at um at Badlands in November. So anyone out there who's into metal and hasn't heard of I Hate God should definitely check them out. Yeah. Um. I think probably a good starting point would be, uh, what's the name of it? I think it's called Take As Needed for Pain. I'm probably just butchered that. What's uh, coming from... Oh, the there's another album of- called, sorry, there's another album called Dope Sick that you should probably start with if I'm incorrect about the previous album title. If you haven't heard them, because it's going to be a wild show, I reckon. <laughs> it will be... It would, be, it would be a very loud show. Mm. Probably screw your eardrums. So go check that out. Nice. Sorry, what were you going to say, Matt? No, no, no I was going to say anything. Oh, uh, that's right. Sorry. I was going to say, coming from the angle of a Kais fan, would that mm. be the best album to start with? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, they never really, they haven't really deviated from their sound, I suppose, since the beginning. I hate yep. God. Um, they pretty much not that they're boring but like they've pretty much followed a, a, a formula so to speak i guess throughout their throughout their career yeah um but one that works well and i think that would probably um you know among the originators um of what they're doing so it probably makes sense for them to just keep doing what they're doing but yeah if you're a fan of uh black sabbath chaos anything sludgy or doomy sleep another really good band that you know that would probably fit in amongst what what they are uh, what they're sort of doing definitely check it out but it's like yeah much more what's it it's like uh it's like playing sleep it's like playing uh it's like if you play black sabbath volume four but mm. you're like i don't know on ketamine or something like that <laughs> <laughs> that's my best way to describe how they sound <laughs> intriguing yeah What's uh so what yeah with all the the news aside you've been exploring anything good recently? Yeah, um, like I'm really late to the party on yep. this band. Um, Barry from Verge Collection actually put me onto them. Um, and they are called Can. Can as in C A N. Yeah, yeah, and most people. I'm like, a, I'm familiar with a few. Yeah, um, most people are familiar with them, especially for people who collect vinyl. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like they, so Barry sort of enlightened me about their background or a little they've, they've had a long history, but like the background of their sort of trilogy of albums that are considered like by their fans, the best, um, they had an original singer, but he left for one reason or another or was kicked out of the band. I'm not too sure, but they replaced him with a guy named Damo Suzuki. Um, and yep. I should probably should, I should mention Can are a, they're a German like a kraut rock band. Yeah. Um. So I believe they started in the late sixties. 
Um, and um, by 1972, I think, 71, 72, they'd, they'd teamed up with Damo Suzuki. And I think they just found him in the streets. He was like a street performer or something or other. But he was a Japanese expat living in Germany. And um, he teamed up with them and made three albums. Um, one was called Tago Mago, I think if that's if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. Um, second one, which is the one that I most recently purchased, is called, um, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong as well, uh, Ege Bayamasi or Bamayasi. Um, and um, the third one is called, damn, I'm not too sure. I can't remember now. Someone will correct me anyway. But um, yeah, I got Ege Bamayasi or Bayamasi. And um, man, it's just, I think it came out in 1972 and it's just absolutely just so different from anything else I've heard. Well, um, you want to know something interesting about Damo Suzuki is yeah, shoot. on YouTube, uh, there is a great video uploaded and it's on Spinning Top's official channel. Mm. Um, and it's Damo Suzuki on stage with Pond at the bakery. Damn. In 2012, <laughs> I think. Um, they record, they, he, for some reason or another, ended up playing a gig with them. Mm. Um, and yeah, and they, probably recorded it because you know i can imagine pond being big can fans yeah they, you know we're stoked and they're like we've got to we've got to capture this oh yeah 100 percent. um so that's a that's a cool little demo suzuki perth link there makes me wonder how they would have teed that up maybe like whether demo suzuki was just ha- just happened to be in perth or just happened to turn up to one of their gigs and meet them or yeah like, or if he's a big pond fan yeah or maybe he's like just didn't realize where he was, like, forgot where he was and just wandered into a club. Just as like, like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, yeah, apparently he can't remember like recording any, like barely anything with, with can at all. Yeah. It's like a uh, drug, drug induced um, memory loss. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he was, yeah. Maybe he just didn't, didn't realize where he was. Just got pulled up on stage. Like, Hey, it's demo. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. Where am I? That's an amazing claim to fame though. Like to be able to say that you played with Demo Suzuki. Yeah. Yeah, that is. There's um Where can you find it? Where, where's the upload? It's on YouTube. On YouTube. Um just type in Pond Demo Suzuki Bakery. Yeah. It's on there. Fuck. Would have been it goes a good for about an hour and ten minutes from memory. Yeah. Um no, I'll check that out. But yeah. And I think from memory, I haven't watched it in ages. I think it might be Pond when they had Kevin Parker playing on drums. Yeah, right. Okay. Because yeah, he's obviously very linked with Pond and mm. produces it all and all that. But yeah, he used to be a instrumentalist on it. He produced their latest album, I think, Tasmania as well. He, do- he does all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, all the more recent ones at yeah. least. Yeah. No, he's, he's um, definitely got his got his fingerprints all over it. You can hear it for sure. In yeah. The production. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, Kevinisms. <laughs> in there. Kevinisms. That's great. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a pretty bloody and that that's uh, one that I regret not yeah. seeing live. Yeah, yeah. I've been um, listening to this vaporwave um, released by, um, which is a collaboration between these two artists, Cat System Corp and Telepath, mm. um, and the album is called "Building a Better World." Yeah, um, got released on Saturday um, on vinyl. Uh, it's it is on vinyl. There's yeah. a clear one, like limited run, which has sold out. Yeah. Um, but there's a standard black. Yeah. I think it might be 180 
grams. Yeah. Um, that's still available on their Bandcamp, but it is a little bit more pricey mm. um, just because they're located in Europe and European shipping. Oh, uh, yeah. GST, um, et cetera. Import tax. And uh, yeah, but it's really great. It's very much in line with that style that I, re- I was talking about on, I think, the first or second podcast we did with yeah. 2814's... Um, uh, album. Um, yeah. I forget the name of it because it's first in Japanese. Ep- was the fr- yeah, the, that was the uh, the pilot. No, not the pilot. The test the pressing test episode, pressing, which, which isn't that. called the test pressing on the audio version because I found out after I named that that iTunes will not let you put up a podcast with the first episode having the word test in it. Uh, I think it's because people would do it and they would go test uh, and then yeah. like upload it and it would just like cause too much demand and so they yeah, just auto reject sense. it. Yeah, yeah. So um, it makes sense why they would have to do that. But <laughs> Southfold for not being original Yeah, enough. I mean, ha- you know, I f- figured out a really good gimmick for the podcasting, podcast name schedule mm. and... iTunes were like, nope. Yeah, yeah, I got, <laughs> I got shut down by them. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I've been listening to that album. That's really good. Uh, and then I kind of, from there, I found this other one that's by a Japanese band in 83, I think. And it's called Summer Breeze. And it's like, it's like it, it, it was like they were making that vaporwave influenced music. But in the time that it's ref- vaporwaves referring to, and it sounds so kind of, vaporwave yeah it's like i had to double check that it was actually from that era that vaporwave yeah. is nostalgically referring yeah, to yeah yeah because vaporwave vaporwave is built on nostalgia so what are what are these guys building their sound up yeah with? it was like that it was like the perfect representation of that time period and yeah how people remember it yeah it's almost exactly in the moment of that time period they were creating how people would remember it mm. If that makes sense, it's, it's another a weird one of those time machine that, albums. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I like to refer to an album as, like when it's just either ridiculously ahead of its time or just doesn't make sense for the time period. Like, yeah, it's a time machine album. What's a what's a good time machine album that you can think of? Other than Can, um, the one that I mentioned before. Damn, plenty. In fact, I probably mentioned one on a previous Put podcast on episode. Spot, but, but uh, look. I can't, I can't think of one right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but there are many, and I'm sure everyone has come across one at some point in their lives, especially yeah. collecting vinyl. Yeah. Um, nearly had one pop into my head just then, and it's gone again. But anyway, that's the beauty of collecting records, stumbling, yeah. ap- stumbling ap- across these uh, buried treasures that, that have forgotten and dropping the needle on them and realizing that music was like pretty damn far advanced back then, much more far advanced than a lot of people actually realize a lot than I actually realize. As we mentioned before, if you're keen to currently, you know, taking expressions of interest for sponsorship. So if you, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast and get your name out there a little bit, um, shoot us an email at gmail.com. Also use that email to send any messages if we got anything wrong and you want to correct us or if you have any questions or compliments or criticisms or whatever you need to vent, send me an email. Yeah. We'll all read it. We all get the notifications, I think. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it will be attended to and uh, we'll reply to your email like 
the earliest convenience mm-hmm. um, or address it on here yeah um, that's true actually send something send something completely arbitrary if you wish um or just send us something that you might want us to delve into or yeah give us some uh give us some food for thought give us something yeah. to mull over actually let's ask the audience what's your favorite time machine album so an album mm. that is re- uh, representative of the future of a future sound but came out way before it's it's movement that you know it's celebrated within so weird way to put it but yeah yeah flick if you us, have an album flick it to us via email yeah definitely do because we like checking out new music as well that's a lot one of the reasons why we we do this podcast is uh to yeah. learn to learn and broaden our horizons as well yeah and next week um we'll have honor uh luca in and she's a youtube vlogger who's delves in international and local music and such mm. and she's you know very into northern soul so um and i'm sure i have heaps of heaps of stuff to learn from her yeah so that's yeah um if if you uh are somehow connected to the industry and want to come on the podcast and talk about your passion music also reach out to us via email and we'll uh yeah no doubt get you on so yeah we'll wrap it up there liam thanks for another great episode thank it's you man fun. thanks for all your hard work as well no producing problems. these podcasts do a great job i i enjoy it we love you for it thanks man all right Catch up.